I was a kid growing up in Jersey. Uh, anybody who was a hoot or really funny or something, uh, we'd call him a riot. Ladies and gents, uh, this guy's a riot in more ways than one. Bob Dylan. Dylan, the show that celebrates the work of Bob Dylan, one song at a time, proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, the freewheeling Rob Kelly, and this is a very special episode of Pod Dylan. We're not here to talk about a song. We're here to talk about a book, and it's a children's book called Who is Bob Dylan by Jim O'Connor and John O'Brien, and it tells the story of Bob Dylan, uh, but as told through a children's book. And here to talk to me about this very, very fun book is returning Bobcat Mike Jameson. Hi, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing great. And also joining us is Mike's son, Xander Jameson. Hi, Xander. Hi. I am so thrilled to be talking to you. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you. You are shattering the record for youngest Bob Dylan fan that we've had on the show. I think to this point, the youngest fan was around 2021, but you are, what, nine years old, I believe? Yeah. Oh, that is amazing. So I doubt this record will ever be broken. Uh, We're going to have a younger Bob Dylan fan. But this is very, very exciting to have you both on talk about this really fun book, a book that I did not even know existed until you turned me onto it. But before we, before that, before we talk about this book, uh, Xander, I know you're a fan of Bob Dylan's music. I've seen videos of you jumping up and down and listening to some of the music that dad has put on. But I'm kind of curious, like, did you ask your dad to listen to it? Did he put it on for you to listen? Or did he just always have it on and you just heard it through, you know, living in the house? Well, yeah, I kind of heard it through. Like, he would put it on, I would listen to it, and I liked it. I liked the music that he would play, and I kind of got into it. What was it about the music that you liked? I just liked the way he sang and all the songs that he wrote. So you like his voice? Mm-hmm. You like his voice? And I like the way he sings folk songs. Interesting. Okay. So uh, what, did you have any particular favorite songs that you liked of his? Uh, not really. I like a lot, though. Great. I think the most we've listened to, we've listened to uh, a bunch of them, but I think the most you've probably heard is from uh, the Blood on the Tracks album, and Highway, Highway 61, 61, and the Desire album, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so- you, really like, you really like Hurricane. I have, to, I have to turn down the volume sometimes because there's words on there that you can't hear. Yeah. But... <laughs> it's ironic because that's one of the few Bob Dylan songs that a kid really probably shouldn't necessarily yeah, hear. I'm, I'm sure they're all singing it in the in the schoolyard while he's in school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man. Now I have. He does say he likes his voice, but I have exposed him to some of the uh, official, like the bootleg ones from the Rolling Thunder tour. And I think Xander, that you said that you were like, uh, I don't know if I like when that's he's a Chewbacca sing- one. No, that's Lay Lady Lay. When we'll tell that story later, <laughs> okay. where where your mommy says that. Bob Dylan sounds like Chewbacca. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm surprised he even knows who Chewbacca is because mommy, oh, you know, yeah. know that's yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think you said to me, like, uh, I don't really like when he's singing live. I like him better when he's singing his regular, oh, yeah. his regular it, stuff. It, it sounds too gruff when he's live. It sounds too gruff when he's live. There you go. <laughs> I've heard other people say that, Xander. You're not the only, not the only person that's ever been on the show to say that. That's right. So yeah. now, does your dad play the whole, like a whole record or does he play bit? Like song, different songs, like on a playlist or on Spotify or something like that. No, it's a mix of both. I mean, sometimes he'll play like different songs on his phone that he's like picked out, and other times he'll just play the whole like album. Wow. Okay. Now, are there any other friends of yours that that like this music? I can't imagine there are. No. Well, no. he's not. 
know of. What right. do I say? I think this started, um, we live very close to where uh, he and his, his sister go to school. So I would drop them off back, back in the normal times when, you know, we had school five days a week. I would drop them off to school. And in the morning, I started them out. I kind of, I didn't start them out with Dylan. I started them out with the Beatles, Beatles channel. channel. Yes. On Good SF. idea. So we got into the Beatles and showed them Yellow Submarine and got them into the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. And then slowly as we would drive to school, and then on the weekends and other places, driving other yeah, places. Yeah, you would just play Bob Dylan. I would start not, playing stuff like, off of my, you know, off of my phone. I mean, or you stuff still play the Beatles, but yes. then he started because we already knew who the Beatles were. Yeah, I figured you were. I figured Bob you were mature Dylan. enough to uh, move on to Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I I I've told you this, Rob. So I'm telling everybody who's listening. I mean, there is nothing greater than driving and hearing your son or your daughter singing along to a song on Desire without you even singing it. <laughs> and I have experienced that with my son and with my my six year old, my now six year old daughter doing that. Yeah. So and knowing all the words. Not the words they shouldn't know because that gets censored. But right, sure, of, <laughs> no, course, of course. So I feel that as I, I think I have said this to you, and again, I'm saying this here, you know, I've gotten Xander into the music I like and also comics and movies I like. So now all I need to do is move on to MASH and uh, right. the try for it is complete. <laughs> Work MASH. Uh, MASH, and I'm not sure I'll ever really get into that. <laughs> well, you have time. You have time. <laughs> I have yeah. some time. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it, Xander. You're only nine. You got a lot of time ahead of you to get into yeah. these things, get into all of your dad's <laughs> things. Like that. <laughs> so, yeah, he. I saw that video your dad sent of me of, of he's playing Mozambique in the house and you two just jumping up and down. Uh, which I thought was really cute. And I love that there's the dog in the background who's just like, what is, what is this? Like, it just looked kind of annoyed. Oh, the cat. Like, cat. Oh, the cat. The cat. Yes. Of course, the cat would be more annoyed. Yes. The cat. <laughs> no, yeah, the cat was just like, all right. I did, the, the two children jumping up and down. So that, <laughs> that I mean, that's pretty remarkable that uh, that you like it so much. I mean, it's just, is it just, just sort of, you like the way he sings and you just like the melodies of the song just appeal to you? Yeah. What other music do you like? I I, have, I need to get a baseline here. What other stuff? Uh, no, not really. Well, uh, well, no. I mean, he hasn't forced it to me. I just end up liking the stuff that he plays. Okay. But there, there's some stuff that you like. What's the now? Say I I'm oh I've reached that point where I'm like, what's that? Who's that? What's like AJR or <laughs> some of those other people? <laughs> Who's you like? You also like some stuff that mommy likes, and mommy likes stuff that's relatively newer because she always said daddy likes old person's music. So <laughs> mommy likes mommy likes stuff that's relatively newer. I can't even remember I the names. AJR, so. who sings? Uh, oh, I can't remember. I can't even. I mean, the Killers aren't newer, but mommy likes them. I think you. Yeah, like but them. they're a modern band, certainly. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, I mean they're they're more modern. Who sings Radioactive? See, I don't even remember. I've become my father. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, like, imagine dragons. Imagine dragons. Imagine yeah, dragons? Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure, sure, sure. Not my favorite, but I mean, I can listen to them. Yes, you can listen to them. <laughs> okay. All right. And that's very, you're very open-minded, Xander. I appreciate that. I, I was I was not as open-minded a nine-year-old as at nine as, as you are. So, okay. So let's talk about this book uh, that came out from Grosset and Dunlap. I believe it came out in 2016. And and it's Who is Bob Dylan? And it's part of a series. It's the Who is, Who was series. And it's a, uh, there are about 100 pages about digest comic size. And they just tell the story of famous people. And on the back cover, it lists some of the people like Abraham Lincoln and Babe Ruth, Leonardo da Vinci, Marie Curie, you know, Roberto Clemente, Ronald Reagan, Rosa Parks, things like that. But so yeah. there's this, it's a book on Bob Dylan. So where, how did you see this? Do you see it in a bookstore back when we had those? Or, or how did you discover this? Okay, so... 
the first I well first I got into the who was or who is and where is like you know that kind of series mm-hmm. because I like the books they do famous like things and then so I actually got this book like right before Christmas so we got like twenty five dollar not like fifty bucks from like our aunt and uncle so nice we went to like a bookstore and there was a bunch there was like. There's like a thousand on the shelf and <laughs> I'm just like skimming through them. And these are cheap. They're like like ten bucks. I think they're even less than that. I think yeah, like five seven. Bucks. Five ninety five ninety nine, yeah. Very very reasonably priced these books. That's right. Yeah, so I could buy like like it was twenty five dollars. I could buy like five of them. Yeah. So I got like a Batman one. I got this one. Mm-hmm. I got what was the other one? I think you got Bruce Springsteen. No, I did not. Oh, you I did didn't not. get Bruce. I think you picked this one, but and you were going to get Bruce Springsteen, and then, then I, I think saw you this saw this one. one. That's right. Yeah. I think you also got a J.R. Tolkien because I've also introduced yes, him to that. Lord of the Rings. Uh huh. Um, oh, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. said. Uh, I'm trying to think. These books are actually great. I did start again. Started him out with Who Are the Beatles? I think was the first one. Yes. We bought, my wife and yeah. I bought him a couple of years ago. So yeah, I mean, you have a bunch. I mean, looking up for this episode, seeing the other ones that they had, there's so many more that you haven't gotten yet. I know, there's thousands. So, yeah. like thousand so I think we're going to be, I think we're going to be buying more of them, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you saw the book, Xander, you already knew who Bob Dylan was at that point? Is that? Oh you, yeah. You, okay. This was, so not, this was this year. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So you were, so now you were like, oh, I want to learn more about the, the real guy. Do you, do you read yeah. a lot of um like nonfiction? Do you like reading history and like true stories and stuff like that? I mean, I like fiction and nonfiction. I don't okay. and like sci-fi, all that stuff. I, I don't really have a preference. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And that's what we're, who is books and that stuff? I mean, that's we kind of that's how we've Xander. I'm going to let you in on a parenting secret. That's how we trick you into reading things that are educational for you. When you start reading the who is the who right, is like and who these. the who were books, yeah, they make it fun. But there's a couple. I mean, we have the, you know, yeah, the story of, yeah, we have the story of Batman, but then you also have the, you know. <laughs> like Benedict Arnold. Exactly. And Ben Franklin, the Teddy Roosevelt one that yes, you read. Yes, that, that I love stuff. that one. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like fun educational books. Yeah. I mean, I said, I, I bought a copy of this knowing we were going to do this episode and you know, I'm, I'm very, obviously very familiar with Bob Dylan's story and I didn't expect to learn much of anything in the story, but I, a, I did, there were some details that even I didn't know, which I thought was impressive, but it's pretty exhaustive uh, for a book. That's only 103 pages. Now, as you might expect, it leans very heavily on, his early days, uh, this book, as I said, yeah. it's, it's 103 pages, and we're still in the 60s as of page 87. So it really leans very, very heavily on the, on the early part about his, you know, living in Hibbing and stuff. And But um, like I said, I mentioned it was written by uh, Jim O'Connor. And Mr. O'Connor obviously knows his subject very well because there, there was a uh, – it opens in Mother's Day of 1946 where a four-year-old boy wants to sing a special song to his grandmother – and yeah. Says, uh, yeah, he had practiced it, and now he was ready. But all the grown-ups in the room were laughing and talking, and no one was paying attention to him. And it has this delightful little line drawing of a little four-year-old Bob Dylan tugging at his... Like, like, can I please sing... Can you please be quiet? I want to sing this song for my grandmother. Yeah, uh, well, it's really cute. Everyone uh, applauds, and then he sings another one, and... Yeah. 
they pull out again. And that's how they kick off the book. Yeah, the opening chapter gives you sort of the beginning and not, not say the ending, but it starts off with young Bob Dylan singing for his grandmother. And then it jumps to 60 years later where you've got the, uh, the Bob Dylan of 2012 getting a Medal of Freedom from President Barack Obama. Yeah. And it's a really great intro because it's sort of saying, okay, here's the beginning. Here's where we are right now. And now we're going to fill in all the gaps in between. And then it jumps into the first chapter where it goes in back into The hitting. only thing that they did wrong, they skipped the whole 70s. <laughs> well, see, that's okay. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. I do. I am curious about your view on some of these things. But Mike, I'm going to ask you, what did you think of this book? I mean, you're going into it, obviously, knowing all this stuff. What did you think of it as a as an adult reading this, this sort of children's version of Bob Dylan? I was actually surprised, too, uh, that, you know, how that for a children's book, uh, it doesn't really talk down to kids. No, it really doesn't. Uh, no, I mean, and it's, uh, it, uh, first of all, I love the illustrations. It felt very Willy Wonka. The illustrations, they they looked like the my old Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory books. They looked like the illustrations that were in there. So I appreciated the illustrations in the book. Yeah, I mean, it did it did not talk down. I think Xander is getting the whole uh, complaint about the 70s is that was the next day I read this uh, Thursday night beforehand so I could have it fresh in my mind because, again, I'm old. So, right. um, But uh, the first thing on Friday when I woke him up to get him ready for school, he asked me if I read it, and I was like, yeah, they skipped over the 70s. Those are the, <laughs> those are the albums that you know the most. And that's like why, Highway 61, Desire, well, that's, all those. That's in the well, 60s, yes. but yeah, Desire, <laughs> Desire, and it's okay that you don't know the total discography. Yeah, it's but okay, they skipped some of the best ones. <laughs> We're street but, legal here, for God's sake. Right, yeah, exactly. That's um, illegal. <laughs> but um, no, I, I mean, I loved it. I thought, again, it wasn't me. I, I, I kind of expected that I was going to like it because I I've looked at a couple of his other ones before and I've seen that they're, you know, not just books for kids. So when I read it, I was like, I was surprised. I was the same as you that he, you know, it wasn't just a, this happened and then this happened and then this happened. It, you know, it, it, I like how they started it out and it uh, kind of like uh, encapsulates everything in there in the beginning and says, this is what we're going to be uh, going for. And then it, you know, it's, it's more of his early stuff, but I like how they do it too, where they have the little asides where they'll explain to kids, you know, we're talking about this, like the civil rights movement. They talk about him being involved in that. This is what that was. And I'm sure they have, you know, what is the civil rights in the series? But early rock and roll legends. Yeah, early mm-hmm. rock and roll legends and all that kind of stuff. So I appreciate that too, where they, you know, they have the little uh, asides where they can read that and learn a little bit more. And I'm sure, you know, that then if they're like, hey, let me see if they, they have these kind of books too. So I enjoyed it a lot. It was a, it was a quick read, but it was a fun read. All right, so yeah, I wanted to ask you, all right, so Xander, I wanted to ask you about, but we were going to get to the little asides because I like those. I thought those were quite charming, but it yeah, talks about the, cool. yeah, it talks about the early days where young Bob Dylan, basically all he had for entertainment was to dial in a rock and roll station from a radio that came in and into his town in Hibbing. Now, of course, that's nothing that you're familiar with because you're used to everything is available everywhere on a computer. Oh, I mean, when, yeah. When you got to that, were you just sort of like, was that, when they're talking about an era of time that is long past, that is really so, not so different than what we're living in now, was there any part of it that was confusing to you or parts that you had to like ask your dad, like, what does this mean? Or, or, or did you, were you able to follow it as just the book as it was, as it was explaining everything? Yeah. I mean, I, like, so before I've asked questions, like, what is a cassette tape? What is a <laughs> <laughs> this is a true story. <laughs> oh Lord, excuse me. What are all these things? The what funny thing these? is, I've introduced him to albums, but I did not. Int- uh, so he knows what an album is, but he was confused by a cassette tape, a CD, 
and also oh. a VC and a VCR tape and a VCR. <laughs> so he knows what an album is, but he's not sure of. I don't even set. know what any of those things are. I know you don't. <laughs> if, if if there's silence on the side of the microphone, it's because I've turned into a pile of dust, guys. That's all. <laughs> don't don't worry about it. So. Okay, so, so I, can, I can read pretty straightforward. It wasn't like really confusing. Okay, so there wasn't anything you were like, wait, you know, where? What does this mean? So, okay, I do want to talk about the little side things, which I thought were very, very charming because it talks about this stuff that, of course, interact with Bob Dylan's life, and then it, you know, requires you to get a little extra context. So there's like early rock legend, and it talks yeah. about Richard and Chuck Berry, and then there's a bit on uh, on Elvis, 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 of course. Now, were you familiar with? with those guys or did the book introduce you to some of these people? I knew Chuck Berry, uh, little Richard. I kind of knew not like fluently though. And then Elvis Presley. I definitely knew. Sure. Sure. Okay. Your dad played Elvis for you yet? Uh, not really. I mean, but who really doesn't know Elvis Presley? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And Xander, I know a lot of people older than you that don't know who Elvis Presley is. So. Wait, really? Yes. I think he knows. You probably know Elvis best from Christmas songs, right? Probably. And even okay. Chuck Berry. I think you know Chuck Berry. I mean, Run you know Run Chuck Rudolph. Berry, but you know Run Run Rudolph. So you know Chuck. But I think you've heard, because I've played, like, his greatest hits and stuff. So I think uh, maybe I haven't, because I have little Richard's greatest hits, so maybe I haven't played them for you. We'll do that today when we go when we go food shopping later. I'll there play a little greatest hits. <laughs> ah, sounds, sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I kind of know little Richard. He's not, like, one that I, like, I could, like, write a biography on. No. No, okay. <laughs> well, sure. I couldn't do it either. Um, so I love early on, it talks about that Bob Dylan performed at his high school band, uh, with his high school band, the Golden Chords at Hibbing High. And yeah. it says, after a few minutes, the principal cut the power. The nameless <laughs> band left the stage, which I thought was a nice little detail to throw in. I thought that's a, what, that was one of the things that I was so charmed by in this book was that it doesn't just tell the story of like one success after the next. It kind mm-hmm. of sets the tone of like, well, okay, in the early days, he had some, you know, he, he had some Probably. difficulty get, getting getting people to to notice what he wanted to play. I thought that's a, not only is it, I mean, it's accurate to his life, but I thought that's a good thing to uh, introduce kids to, that it's not all, just because you're a famous person, it's not all one success after the next. You do have some setbacks here. Yeah. So I yeah. Thought, I was, thought that was really that's good. That's why I, you know, reading it too, and then really jokingly saying, oh, they skipped over the 70s, but I... Exactly. I mean, it's it's you could see how they're writing it for kids and showing them that kind of stuff while also giving them the information and a general overview. So, yeah, it was it was cool how he worked that in. Yeah, Um, there is a there is a section on Bob Dylan's aliases, which I thought was funny. They talk about all the different names that he's used over the years. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I never thought I'd live to see the day where there's a children's book that mentions Masked and Anonymous. I I actually thought of that. Listen, is Masked and Anonymous. You want Rob to explain Mike. that? You, you want to explain no. that, Mike? No, 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 no. Sergeant Petrov, co-writer of the film Masked and Anonymous. There you go. Like, he, well, oh, I don't even know what that film is. He started, Bob Dylan co-wrote and starred in a movie uh, a couple of years ago, and it's it's definitely not for kids. Uh, some <laughs> some people would argue it's not really for anybody, but it was, yeah. a, he was, it was a movie that Bob Dylan was in, and for some reason he chose not to put his name on the screenplay, and he used a pseudonym. Uh, Bob likes to do that for some reason. I don't know why, but he does. He's produced a bunch of his own records under the name Jack Frost, as opposed to just saying Bob Dylan. I don't know why, but yeah. it's just something he enjoys. So, so all right, uh, Xander, well, if you could have an alias, uh, what, what would you call yourself if you could call yourself something else? I really never thought of that. Think uh, of something. What do you think? 
I mean, you kind of have an alias because your name is really Alexander, but we call you Xander. But I mean, yeah. what would you call yourself if you went, like were on the run and you had to hide away? From... <laughs> Not that no that would ever happen because your parents raised you the I right way. I just call way. myself Alex. <laughs> I, I think they might find you if you did that. <laughs> Maybe you may need to work on that. So, okay. So we talk about, they talk about Bob going to New York and uh, yeah. being, uh, bringing the, in the, uh, going to, going to Greenwich Village and stuff. Have you ever been to New York yet? No, we were going to go and see like Aladdin on Broadway, but it was canceled because of the whole pandemic. Oh man. Oh, that's too bad. That sucks. And, New York's a wonderful city. Where else were we going to go? Where was I going to take you? Mama. The comic book store. Yeah. The Big oh, Apple. Man. Oh, Big Apple Comics. Yeah. Oh. Yes. So we're hoping maybe in December, if stuff is kind of back to normal, right? We can yeah. do a trip to New York. That'd be yeah. nice. That would be really cool. So again, then it talks about, it gets into uh, Bob's girlfriend at the time, Suze Rotolo, or Susie Rotolo, which he, of course, is on the cover of uh, Freewheeling. And it talks about him getting his initial contract. It talks about him visiting Woody Guthrie. Uh, are you familiar with Woody Guthrie at all, Xander? No. No, I kind of saw it in this book, but no, I don't really know anything about him. Gotcha, gotcha. And then it talks about Joan Baez, who, of course, is one of uh, the early people that uh, Bob Dylan paired up with. And then it even gets into uh, his non-appearance on the Ed Sullivan show, where he stormed out, which I thought was a very weird detail to get into, considering yeah, I- you don't have a lot of pages to, to, to get to, but they, they get into that. I thought that was, that was interesting. Yeah, I actually didn't remember that, too. I've, I, and I feel like it actually changed his life for the better, or at least his music, because everyone was kind of, like, supporting him for doing that. It was a gutsy thing for him to do at that age, that's for sure. Yeah, and it paid off. It, <laughs> it sure did. Um, it talks about the, the, we talk about the, the I'm sorry, Mike, were you going to say something about that? No, I was going to say, I, I was going to say, I am not as well read. I have read one uh, Dylan biography, and it's actually the one, it's one of the, in the bibliography, the Anthony uh, Scaduto. Oh, right, right, right. I haven't even read Chronicles yet. And I, that was a, I, it was a couple of years ago that I read it. And I didn't even remember that. So that was actually reading this. I was like, oh, wow, I totally forgot that uh, that had even happened. So see, I mean, I was learning stuff from reading this book also. That was the, uh, well, you, I guess you were remembering stuff, not learning it. Well, yeah, learning, remembering. At my yeah. age, it's all it's all the same. <laughs> did you did you know Xander that that Bob Dylan wrote a book about his life? Do you are you familiar with that book at all, Chronicles? I've never. I bet I've heard of it once, but I've never really saw it. Your, or your uncle it. has it. He's going to lend it to me eventually when I'm done my vast reading pile of other stuff I need to read. <laughs> but yes, your uncle has it. <laughs> there, there's an audio version. You guys can listen to that. There's an audio hey. version of it. So, okay. so you know. Uh, then it talks about Bob's appearance at the with the civil rights movement, his appearance uh, at Washington. Uh, at, at, Junior. Yeah, yes, with Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, Didn't he sing Bowling in the Wind there? Well, he did. Yeah. He sang a couple songs there. Yes, he absolutely did. Uh, have you ever seen that that uh, YouTube clip of him singing singing that? No, I'll it's have pretty, to watch it. It's pretty amazing. It's a pretty amazing thing to. There's a great. I think I probably mentioned this on the show at some point, uh, Mike. You can maybe remember if I said it, but there's a there was a interview with Jacob Dylan where he talked about being in school. And when they got to the civil rights movement, the teacher played that clip of <laughs> Bob Dylan singing. And they said the whole class just turned their head to look at him like, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was that. That's dad. So, okay. Um, That's not so, my dad. <laughs> what are you not, looking at? Imagine if you were in that class and you were like bringing somebody in for like bring your parent to work day and you were like bringing me in and you were a classmate with Jacob Dylan. You're like, oh, dad, like, come on, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, live off to him. <laughs> so, okay, there were talks about uh, Bob Dylan's road trip that he took across country. Can you imagine yeah. that nowadays driving cross country without a phone like that? I mean, Mike, you and I are old enough to remember that cell phones were not when, when they were not around. But I can't I wouldn't drive to the corner anymore without my cell phone. It just it, I, when I read that Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan, at like the height of his fame, drove in a car with three other guys across country, basically was incommunicado for weeks mm. at a time. I just can't wrap my head around that. Yeah. We don't even drive to the, uh, to the, to the, walk to the supermarket without, yeah. both, at, without both kids having an iPad. That's not true. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I remember one, it's funny one, because that nobody would know him. You don't, you don't realize now that, you know, now, uh, we were talking about this podcast beforehand and Xander said to me like, well, can people all over the world like listen to it? I said, well, if they're subscribed to it, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, with pictures and everything now, you know, this, for the stupidest little thing that you do, if you're somebody who's famous and now famous can just mean because you, do I don't know, something. there's people who don't do anything and are famous. I don't yeah. know what they're yeah. And people know them. But back then, I mean, you could drive across country and nobody know who you are. Uh, and again, like you said, without phones, without an iPad, I mean, I'm surprised, Xander, you didn't like, I told him like, a couple weeks ago, like, you know, Xander, when you were born in 2011, I think <laughs> iPads were just coming out. And he's like, really? I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> to realize a world without iPads. <laughs> but honestly, something that I learned that was really cool about his road trip was he wrote a couple songs and one of them was one of my favorites, Mr. Tambourine Man. Okay. All right. You, that's one of your favorites, huh? Yeah. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that was one of your favorite songs. <laughs> can you can you explain why you like that one so much? Uh, I just like the melody. Okay. Have you ever heard, Mike, have you ever played him the Birds version? You've probably, I don't know if he remembers it, but um, one of the great things about having XM, other than them only playing the same three Bob Dylan songs all the time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but one of the great things about XM is like having the 60s channel and having the 70s channel, which uh, my poor wife, because she's not into that kind of music, has, is stuck listening to. But <laughs> now having kids who are into it, she's stuck. But you've probably heard the Birds version. You might not remember it. I might not have pointed it out to you, but you've probably heard it before. Isn't that like Bob Dylan's kind of like co-band? No, the band is Bob Dylan's co-band. I know you're talking about the band was his backing band. The Birds were another band that a lot of people with Bob Dylan songs, a lot of other people played them and had bigger hits with them than he did. Hmm. And that's one of the songs uh, that they took it and they had a bigger hit with it. Wow. And they named themselves the Birds, kind of like the Beatles. They spelled it with a Y, like the Beatles spelled. But that's for the Birds podcast that, that we'll go on. <laughs> yeah, <now>. exactly. <laughs> the Birds podcast. Well, that's good. To, that's interesting. That's one of your favorite songs. That's, uh, I yeah. mean, that, that song's been covered a million times, but you, you, you really like Bob's version? Yeah. Okay. Honestly, I hear other versions of it, or at least I don't remember them. Okay. Well, they, again, they all sound very different, so sometimes it's hard to know that that's the song. It's the same song. Yeah. I mean, if you, yeah. you know, the, the the birds version you know unless you know the lyrics and the title you wouldn't even know it's because the song sounds so different so okay then it talks about bob interacting with the beatles uh which is pretty cool and they were all friends together i am still amazed that despite the fact that bob dylan and the beatles interacted so much and that bob was so close with john lennon and george harrison in particular that never once did they ever sat down to do music together then it seemed what an amazingly missed opportunity that I don't know. It might've have, might have been terrible. I don't know, but it, it just seems amazing that it never occurred to any of them to collaborate. Yeah. But I was going to say, especially because uh, Bob Dylan and George Harrison were literally in a band together. Yeah, exactly. 
I'm surprised that's like an Elseworlds comic waiting to happen. Yeah, I just I need to like you need to create like you know where Bob and the Beatles meet up somewhere in like 1968 or something, or maybe the Beatles come to visit him and after his motorcycle accident and decide to (laughs) make their version of the basement tapes, the Beatles and the, but Uh, yeah, can you imagine that if they would have just, I mean, like you said, I mean, he was so close with Harrison and he and Lennon. I mean, now that, now that I'm talking it out, I can imagine, like, I can't imagine him and Lennon. I can't imagine the the egos. Yeah. yeah. And the egos between, I, I think that, I mean, we know that he and Harrison got along well. And McCartney, I kind of think, is one of those people who tries to get along with everybody. And Ringo is just happy. To, Ringo's happy to be there. <laughs> I love Ringo. I love Ringo. I'm not, I love him to death. But uh, him and Lennon, that would have been interesting, just with the egos and the push and pull. I mean, that's two real, of the biggest egos ever yep. trying, to, trying to coexist. That would, that would have been tough. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an amazing what They'd if. They'd probably be thinking, like, Who's going to get the credit for this? Well, right. I'm sure they all would have gotten the credit. Maybe they, maybe yeah. they would have put it under. Maybe he would have used one of his, you know, one of his, one of his aliases. Uh, yeah, maybe exactly. so. Jack Frost and the Bees. Because John Lennon liked to have the aliases too. He was Doctor Winston O'Boogie and a couple other things too. Sometimes, so yeah, and uh, it's, it just seems amazing to me that they never, that never would have occurred to them to collaborate. But uh, so anyway, so it talks about the Newport Folk Festival where he got booed off stage. So Xander, can you imagine that? Can you imagine nowadays somebody getting booed off stage? And then that seemed kind of rude. I mean, it's terrible, but the thing is, he kind of deserved it. Wow, well, Xander. <laughs> Why do you think he deserved it? Turning his back to the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) I was surprised. Now, Rob, you could speak more to this because, again, like I said, I've only read one one of the books. Now, I obviously knew that, and I've watched the documentaries and stuff. But have they said before that it was really because of a short set and it wasn't because, you know, I've heard of them calling out, like, Judas and saying all that stuff. But have they said before that, no, they were really booing because he had just done the short set and that's why they were booing? Because that was something – that again, not having read a million of the books, I, I always thought it was because he went electric and they, you know, they were booing yeah, him. But was were. it? Have other people said that it was be- because he had just done a short set? Short set and that. Yeah, it says in the book, but I mean, okay. Yeah, that that is part. Some of the people say that that is part of the reason is that he was they he was the 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 closing act, and they thought he was going to be you know come out and do an hour, and he did <laughs> three songs, and they were like, what? Like that's it? That kind <laughs> of minutes uh, yeah they weren't they weren't super thrilled about that but but i think a lot of it was is that he was just playing and also you have to remember uh i mean xander have you ever been to a have you been to a music concert yet no okay i mean because one of the things that we don't really appreciate seeing concerts nowadays is the sound the sound systems Mm. are so much better than they were in the 60s uh Mm. i mean a lot of concerts back then they just didn't have the technology to make the to balance the sound and i've read in more than one place some people said look I liked what Dylan was doing electrically, but I just couldn't hear it because the, mm-hmm. the sound was just like this cacophony. Like you couldn't hear him sing because the instruments were mixed so loudly. Yeah. And so that could be part of it is that to maybe to a lot of people, uh, they might have been interested in what he was doing, but it was just such a racket that they yeah. were, you know, it was kind of hard mm-hmm. for them to like follow exactly what it was. So do you have any... In the 60s, like how they wouldn't even let their kids like really li- listen to like Elvis Presley. <laughs> Good day, right? Sandra, do you do you play any music at all? Are you interested in that? Yeah, I play the bass. Do you really? Wow, stand up bass, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, very yeah. cool. You know, at, I mean, at the rate Bob Dylan goes through uh, band members, maybe someday you'll get to play with him. 
There you go. And he's he's always on tour. So he's always on tour. He's always working that guy. So there you go. I, I was saying to him, like, with, like, Dylan and, like, McCartney, I was like, if there was some way, maybe one of his first concerts could either be a Dylan concert or a McCartney concert. So that was get, mine. You could get to see a Beatle or Bob Oh, Dylan. man, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Wouldn't no. it be amazing? I have seen I have seen both, so. You know what would be really amazing, though? What's that? Seeing the whole Beatles. Well, yes, that would have been amazing. Wait, possible now <laughs> yes it's impossible <laughs> unfortunately yes that, uh, yeah. that we can't do can't do that anymore so uh then it gets into it talks about bob getting married to sarah Lowndes and talks yeah. about his, his motorcycle accident yeah. uh, were you familiar with that at all have you or was this book the first time you heard of that that was the first time i've heard of a motorcycle accident that like you had to go to the hospital pretty scary stuff uh from yeah. back back then people really thought he had like broken his neck or was crippled i mean you know it was hard to get news back then so it was a pretty scary thing but it turned out he really wasn't uh he was, all that injured he was just kind of deciding that was the moment he's going to take a rest and that's when uh, him and his wife decided to have a bunch of kids yeah yeah see and that's what again this, is a, good, they, this is a good parenting book because don't mommy and daddy always tell you that you, you probably shouldn't drive on motorcycles so now just think bob dylan cycle and got hurt so don't, don't even mess around with motorcycles <laughs> and also, kind of close to that time he went to jerusalem yeah that's right. That's right. They talk about that going to Jerusalem. Again, that's another detail that I was yeah. impressed that they included because, you know, that's not something I could see you would think you would include in a kid's book about Bob Dylan, but I thought that was a nice angle to bring in. I know. Now Even, now like, going over this, I'm starting to feel bad that I was saying that they didn't go over, like, the 70s albums when they actually got into stuff that the kids like my son are remembering. So they, mm-hmm. <laughs> what well, were you going to say, Xander? I was going to say, they even showed up, like, a pretty cool illustration of, like, what someone took a picture of him, like, right next to, like, a wall. Like, the whaling, almost like the a whaling wall, yeah. Whaling yeah. Wall. Yeah. It was yeah. a really sacred place for Jewish people. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And it gets in, and that's when it finally gets into the 70s. <laughs> finally <laughs> jumps into the 70s. And I, I will admit that that was the only part of this book that I was a little like, oh, come on, that it doesn't yeah. mention the records at all until basically it gets to Slow Train coming uh-huh. in 1979. <laughs> but I mean, it skips over Blood on the Tracks, which is kind of a big thing if you're writing book about Bob Dylan. You could have dropped the paragraph in there about it or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would think so. I mean, but it gets into the whole story about the the person who threw the cross up on the stage and yeah. he apparently had that religious conversion and then did the, like he the... was he was feeling uh like he wasn't feeling well. Someone threw a cross up on the mm-hmm. stage, no put it in his pocket. Yep. It's it's an amazing detail. Can you imagine like, yeah, there's, when there's... he's like going to bed? Yeah. Can you imagine there's somebody out there that that's they did that? There, I mean, presumably that person maybe still alive. There was somebody out there that's like, oh yeah, I threw a cross on the stage and that really kicked off Bob Dylan's religious conversion. <laughs> like, yeah, I, wow. I, want, I mean, you know, I'm sure they've tried. Now I don't know if Rolling Stone back then, because of how you know Rolling Stone then at the peak of its powers would have tried to find somebody. But I mean, anybody could have said it was it was them. So I'm surprised that they couldn't find who it was. But I know yeah, that person like, yep, yeah, that was me. Yeah, it was, was me. Yeah. <laughs> You made those albums because of me, and you know I, I I really didn't mean to let it go, but it flew out of my hand. <laughs> shot of shot of love. You're welcome, everybody. So okay. That was like like why do you even throw a cross? Like is it? Well, people in the seventies. Like, I don't know. Maybe he he just wanted that he or she. We don't know what it was. Yeah. Maybe they just wanted Bob Dylan to have something that they had. Maybe they thought that he would catch it and ask them to come backstage. Who knows? <laughs> 
Yeah, I can't tell if it was like respect or disrespect or anything. I, th- I think it was probably respect. I, I would imagine. Yeah. Have, 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 is he feeling like not good? Like they probably threw it out like here. Yeah, maybe they wanted like, him to feel better. So yeah, there you maybe, go. and he's kind of like Jewish, so he would kind of like take that as something that was nice, not something mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So has, <laughs> has, has your dad played any of those records for you yet? You I have not. No, you. I haven't so. played any of the later. I think that I played you. He has listened to songs from uh, the newer, the newer album. Mm-hmm. And the uh, sixteen-minute song. Or whatever. Well, the, oh yeah. wow! Okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and you have heard his. I think that is and the Christmas album are the latest albums you've heard by him. Gotcha. <laughs> most recent albums you've heard by Bob Dylan. They're not the best. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I don't think he's gotten used to his uh, voice. The, uh, the new voice, the craggy voice. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, and then the, the book ends with chapter 11, chapter, uh, chapter 11, excuse me, 50 years and counting. And it sort of sums up, like, who is Bob Dylan? It talks about him getting the... Yeah, uh, I can oh, just get a little smidge of blonde on blonde right there. Yeah, there's yeah. a drawing of all the a bunch of the records, and you see Oh yeah. Mercy... Uh, right, you see the MTV Unplugged album. Uh, yeah, it's nice. It's cute. And it talks about the never-ending tour. It talks about the getting a Grammy Awards, Album of the Year, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But it, it really hits about that he just keeps trying new things. Uh, and it even gets into, there's a section here, Dylan's mi- musical universe, where it talks about other people inspired by Bob Dylan, which yep. I thought yeah. was really cool. And it mentions George Harrison, The Grateful Dead, Jack White. Mick Taylor, the Rolling Stones, Paul Simon, Roger McGuinn of the Birds, that we just mentioned, U2, Van Morrison, Amy Mann, uh, which I yeah. thought was really cool. And- Rolling Stones lead singer? No, well, no, you're thinking of, it says Mick Taylor. He was actually a guitarist for the Rolling oh. Stones, Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger, yeah, there's two Micks in there. There were two yeah. Micks in the Rolling Stones. <laughs> uh, and One right here. Yeah, well, it's on the show right now. Yes, because my and, friends call me Mick, yes. That's right, that's right. Uh, and then, so then the book ends. The, the- yes, yes, I see. <laughs> Yep. So then the book wraps up talking about Ronaldo and Clara, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. is amazing. Uh, and then it just talks about Bob Dylan, why just sort of continuing on. And it ends with perhaps he remembers the magic a teenage boy in Minnesota felt when he played a little Richard song on a stage at Hemming High School. Or at least he thinks about listening to the radio late at night, searching for the rock music that changed Easy. his life. Yep. And uh, that's that's the end of the book. And I just thought it was a really charming way of telling the Bob Dylan story. I just thought it was a really great book. So, I mean, Xander, I'm really glad that you mentioned this to your dad to tell me, because I'm glad I read this. I thought it was really cute. Thank you. No, I was going to say, we do, and this doesn't really have anything to do with Dylan, but we do, because I'm looking at the book right now, we do have to talk about sometime the picture of Bruce Springsteen in there, because it looks like actually George Washington playing a guitar. <laughs> it does. It's the only picture, and I am it. not, you're an artist, I am not an artist. <laughs> but... Wow. Okay, it does. The, yeah, the, like the, the hair coming out on the sides, it does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other than that, all, all the illustrations were very cool. And yeah, it was, it was a great book. I'm, I'm glad I read it too. I'm, I'm actually uh, thinking about going back. I, I read the Who Are the Beatles ones. There's actually a Who Was Stan Lee, which I've gotten for him. Who, who is George Lucas, Steven Spielberg that we've gotten for him. So there's a couple that of ones. That was the one that we got. Yes, that was uh, another one you got at Christmas. We bought that one at Christmas, So too. there's a bunch. I mean, from reading this, there's a bunch I'm going to go back and just, I mean, you know, it, they only take about an hour to read. So yeah, there's actually a TV show on Netflix based on the books. Really? Um, they, 
Yes, they haven't done. I don't think. I think they did two seasons and they and they stopped. But they haven't. They didn't do Bob Dylan. But it's the same way. It's uh, Andy Daly, um, not Ryan Daly, because if it was him, he would have canceled it. Well, I guess they get canceled after two after two seasons. So it's kind of like him. But Andy, it must be the last name. Andy Daly um, was the one famous person. It's a bunch of kids do it, and it's kind of like very Electric Company kind of like. Oh, that's cute. He's a comedian. Yeah. Um, it's very electric company. It's, it's a com- it's like a half hour comedy and they do the same thing where they pick two, two people like George Washington or somebody and they do sketches and skits with the two people that they pick. But yeah, they were very cool. So my son and daughter were watching those after they started reading the books, um, on She's Netflix. So they were very good. Yeah. I, I, I'm the one who reads those books. She does not. I know, but them. she was watching the show. So <laughs> your sister just started reading in the last six months. So I'm sure she'll start reading. Yeah. Yeah, she'll start yeah, reading. She, give, her, give her a chance to catch up. Then. Yeah. Uh, give her a chance. <laughs> the one other thing I wanted to mention that I thought was was a nice little detail was it at the, the back pages it has my back pages it has yeah. a timeline of Bob Dylan's life compared with the timeline of the world and yeah. it, and it and it inter interpolates you know Bob Dylan born 1941 with World War II you know the United yep. States enters World War II and it compares what was going on in Bob Dylan's life with what was going on in the world which I thought was a really handy little detail did you like that section Xander yeah like. Bob Dylan was born in 1941, and his father catches polio, and the family moves to Hibbing, 1946. Now, do they do this with the other books? Yes, they do for everyone. They Time do the same. The they do the same thing in yeah, the back of the books. Yeah, they do this for every book. Okay. It, like the United States enters World War Two. Yeah, okay. I thought that was cute. I thought that was a, a, a nice way of giving uh, the, the, whatever story they're chronicling uh, context is by putting yep. them in the same, all right, this is what was going on in the world while this guy was doing all this stuff. So, yeah, overall. And then it even has a little bibliography where it talks about that it pulls information from uh, books by David Dalton, with the Chronicles, Michael Gray, Grill Marcus, and Anthony Scaduto, the book you just yep. mentioned, Mike, and posted by oh. Robert, Robert Shelton. So, it's a really charming little book. If you would want to, I mean, you know, Xander, you can speak to this. Obviously, if you're uh, if you're a young person and you want to learn more about the Bob Dylan story, not just hear the music, this is a great way to start. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of other books that probably you have to be a little older to read. These but with are... with this one, if one of your friends say say that I was given one of your friends a ride and I decided to put Bob Dylan on, and he actually <laughs> said, "Wow, this is pretty cool." I can just imagine him, a friend, talking to the parents, like, hey, we're listening to this song, Hurricane. Um, if they were like, hey, this is pretty cool, would you recommend and say, oh, oh I have. Yeah, would, definitely. Would you would say, I have a book that you can read if you want to learn yeah, more? Yeah, but I'll lend it to you. Well, I guess not really, because the what? whole pandemic thing. Well, okay, let's say it's after <laughs> the say pandemic. Let's say it's after COVID. <laughs> but yeah, you would Yeah, lend I'll it. lend it to them. There you go. Very cool. Very cool. Well, it's it. It's, it's a really charming book for all you out there that's listening. If you have a kid that wants to learn more about, Bob Dylan, I would recommend it. It's a really cute, and it, and it says something about Bob Dylan too that you look at the names, or I mentioned about some of the other names, and it's you know Claude Monet, Daniel Boone, Paul Revere, Michelle Obama, Muhammad Ali, and then you've got King Tut, but and Julius Caesar, Bob Dylan. I just love that you know Bob Dylan's part of that list. He's part of these famous Americans, and it's I think it's it's really charming that they did this uh, for for Bob. So I wish they had had books like this when I was a kid. They had they didn't have um, you know music acts. They had you know they book like George Washington, uh, yeah. you know playing a Fender Stratocaster or whatever. But they didn't have you know what I mean. They they didn't have something like that when I was a kid. They yeah. didn't they didn't do hip people. It was all historical figures. So I think it's really cool that they do those now. And you were probably like me, Ron. I mean, I liked reading since I was a kid, so I didn't need to be pushed to read but i mean these kind of books again with they sh- you show all the or we're talking to all the other ones that they have 
there's something for everybody. So there, it is a way if your son or daughter is, eh, I don't feel like reading. Well, you find like, hey, you like Marvel Comics. Here, this is about the guy who created all this. You get yeah, this down. that's cool. Hey, you like music. Here's one about the Beatles. Here's one about Bob Dylan. So, yeah, I mean, when we were kids, it was, frankly, boring stuff that yeah. some people did not want to read. They didn't have this kind of – so you live in a cool time, Xander. Mm-hmm. You'll be able yeah. to tell your kids when they can just, like, open their eyes and there's TV, like, implanted into their skulls. <laughs> oh, back in my day, we had, we, had to talk to... On, we had to talk on iPads and iPhones, and but we did have these cool books about Bob Dylan. And by yeah. then, Bob Dylan will probably be, like, an AI implanted into something else, and he'll still be touring. I hope so. The, and you'll get to take your son. <laughs> there we go. I hope so. So, well, I, this this was really wonderful. This was a great idea, uh, Mike, that you had. And Xander, I really appreciate you coming on to talk with me and coming on the show. This was a lot of fun. You're welcome. This has this was this the first podcast you've ever been on. Uh, I think so. Right? You think so? Yes. This is the and you weren't like asleep or anything, and I like put you on a podcast or secretly recorded you. Yes, this is the first podcast you've been on. So you and I share that. That Rob's shows are the first podcast. I was ever. about to say that. Yeah, I realized that <laughs> that your first podcast was with me, and now your son's first podcast. I am well, I am the the person to introduce all son of Jamesons into the podcasting yeah. world. So I, okay, can't imagine like his first podcast being with like Shag or something like that. That just would <laughs> not Shag. That would not work out. I'll, I'll explain that to you when you're older. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need to get into that. It's, you it's, don't need. Yeah, it's, you're fine. You're fine not knowing who that is. Xander. So anyway, again, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Xander. Thank you. So much for doing this. I really had fun talking to you, and I appreciate you doing this. Uh, we had a good Thank time. Thank you for letting us on. Oh, you're very welcome. So, of course, everybody, this is going to that's going to do it for this episode of Pod Dylan. If you want to follow the show, go to the website firewaterpodcast.com. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And we're talking Bob on Twitter at pod underscore Dylan. And then finally, if you want to support the Fire and Water Podcast Network, go to patreon.com slash FW Podcast. And there you can unlock various rewards, one of which is to be name checked on a show of your choice. So big thanks to Robert Ward, Steve Cronin, Henry Bernstein, Max Hutzel, and Sebastian Krug for their support of Pod Dylan. So that's going to do it. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you later. Bye. Born in 1941 in Duluth, Minnesota, Robert Zimmerman began writing songs as a teenager. He briefly gave college a try, but began concentrating on music, performing at local coffee houses under the name Bob Dylan. In 1961, the young singer-songwriter moved to New York City's Greenwich Village, where his talent helped him quickly gain a reputation around the vibrant village folk scene. By 1964, his songs Blowin' in the Wind and The Times They Are a-Changin' became anthems for the rising civil rights and anti-war movements. He instantly became the voice of a generation.